Homestyle Green, episode 189. Everhomes. Natural, passive, and tiny. G'day and welcome back to another episode of Homestyle Green. This is the podcast dedicated to inspiring people to make a better place to live. And this week we are delving into the world of tiny houses or tiny homes with Everett Norris from Everhomes. Now Everett has uh, been running some workshops on how to build your own tiny house and we talk about why he got into tiny houses and this is an interesting point because I'm figuring out for myself really where tiny houses fit in the scheme of things with the affordability issue, people trying to get into a home, um, quality, all those sorts of issues. So here he is, this is my chat with Everett Norris of Everhomes. I always wanted to build my own house. Yeah. And I wanted to build my own strawberry house. And um, along that journey, I found your podcast and listened to it a lot. And I, I've, quite a while, I thought I was going to be an architect. Uh-huh. And then I found out that architects spend all their day sitting in front of computers. Yeah. And that yeah. was a, a big killer for me. Right. <laughs> um, so no, but I, you know, I just, um, so I became a, a builder, apprentice builder, and you know, started learning. Yeah. Um, regarding tiny houses, uh, it was always, I actually had this kind of goal, I, since I was a kid, was to build my own house by the time I was 22. Why was Definitely. that? Where did that come from? All right, so um, it was a bet. It was a bet I made with a <laughs> friend of mine. Yeah. Um, and you were just talking about a future and what we wanted to do when we grew up and stuff like that. And I, yeah. I was like, you know, as you do as a naive kid, and you're just like, yeah, I'm going to my own, own my own house debt-free. Yeah. And he was like, yeah, right. yeah, bull. Yeah. Um, so we made a bet. I think it was five cents rounded down. Uh, but it was... <laughs> um, but a... We made a bet, um, and so I, I was determined to meet this. And like, it, I kind of forgot about it as, yeah. as you go up. But uh, as I grew old, I didn't. It was kind of back in my mind, and it wasn't for that bet. It was just like, I make it sound like that. Yeah, it's just, <laughs> I kind of always had this goal of owning my own house. Yeah, yeah. And so was it about the owning your own house? Owning or, my own house, debt free, or building it? Oh, I want. I so. It was tied together because I always wanted to build my own. You saw building it yeah. yourself as the way to own yeah, it that's debt right. free. That's right. I, and right. I first I wanted a strawberry house. Yeah, why is that? What what was the attraction? Because they're awesome. Why? Ah, oh, okay. so the had you ever been in one at that yeah, stage? Yeah, of course. So um, my <laughs> not when you were five or six years old though. Ah, uh, no, older than that though. <laughs> yeah, older. Maybe I helped on one when I was maybe eight. Really? Helped, yeah, helped build a strawberry house. Huh. It's beautiful. How did the that first come about? So how did that come about? Uh, and my mother's best friend was building a strawberry Right, yeah. right. No, it was awesome. So you I got to stack the strawberries yeah, up. Yeah, plaster them. Slap the plaster right over it. But the, the big feel, and, and you, you notice this from a lot of, lot of natural houses, is the feel. Mm-hmm. You just walk in and the feel is different. Mm. They, like, you know, the, the moisture management, the temperature, it just... And they sound different too. They sound, yeah. And yeah. it's that feel that, you know, just fall in love with. Yeah. Um, so I... I always had this goal of owning my own strawberry house, but I'm I was 22 debt free. But they, I didn't. Land is expensive. <laughs> just yeah, um, yeah. As as someone, and you, I know you live in Auckland, and you, the, the average house price is about a million dollars. Yes. So it's like, yes. 
Um, literally. Yeah, literally. <laughs> um, but I, I, when I first came across tiny houses, I was like, oh my God, this is awesome. Mm-hmm. You know, cause it, it, it always fit in a lot with my ideals and yep. how I, what I wanted and what yep. it was like. And so I just, I started pursuing that as an option. So I, I actually started building my own tiny house in my first year of my apprenticeship. Mm-hmm. Um, and so the goal was to have it, so I would have been 20. Right. Um, twi- yeah, I was half, yeah, 20 and a bit, tw- uh, 20 and a half. So it was this, uh, on, on the side, you would... Yeah, so I was... You would build during would, the day I'd and build during the day. training yeah, and come was, home and... It was awesome. So you'd, you'd go to work and you, you'd, you'd put a roof on and you're like, oh, mm. that's how you put a roof on. And then you'd come <laughs> home and then you'd like try to put your own roof on. It was fun. Yeah. It was, yeah. It was good. So I worked full time and then on the weekends and evenings I would work in my house. Right. So I had to, I had to go to work to one, learn the skills and two, earn the money to pay for it. And where were you living at this point? I was, I was living at my parents' place. So and I was lucky enough that my, my parents have a large enough property I could build it in the back section. Right. And what about materials and stuff? Were you just buying stuff as you could afford it? Yes, yeah. Right. So I'd, I'd get my pay, and then Saturday morning I'd go to the store and get what I needed, Yeah. go back to the house yeah. and work on it. Right, right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and what's, when you say tiny, um, mm-hmm. how, big were, how big were you building? All right, so my one was 2.4 wide by 7.2 metres deep. Mm-hmm. So it's about 17 square metres, not including the loft, something like that. I'm, and is 170 that, square foot. Is there a definition of what is a, a tiny house? Yeah. So um, if you if you look it up, it's it's 100 and sorry, no, it's it's uh, 45 square meters and under. Right. And uh, that's it. So um, the definition of a tiny house doesn't say it's on wheels. It doesn't say it's on land. It doesn't say anything. Right. Um, so the the term is quite broad. Yeah. Um, when I'm talking about it, I generally I'm talking about tiny houses on wheels. Because that yeah. seems to be the most common in New Zealand. Yeah. But they, you, yeah, it's totally whatever. Just yep. the whole idea is, you know, quality over quantity. You know, just. So there you are working through your apprentice, figuring mm-hmm. out yeah. how to put on roofs during the day and yeah. doing your own roof at night. Yeah. yeah. Where is that house now? Uh, it's it's still actually there, my my parents' property. Did you achieve the goal of? Uh, no, I own? was twenty two by the time I finished it, debt free. So I was I was off by half a year. Right, but you yeah. were still within the within the range. You yeah, were within the you range. Were, yeah. You, were, you were 22. Yeah, it ended up costing about $40,000. So you won the bet? No, I lost the bet. Oh, yeah. No, no, so it was by the time I was 22. Oh, not right. Before. So yeah. you missed it. Oh, so I lost my bet. But yeah. you got a house. I got a house, so it, it, it wasn't too bad. Yeah. It wasn't and, too bad. And is that where you live now? Um, not right now. I'm actually building another tiny house. Mm-hmm. Um, that's more movable. Right. <laughs> um, something I didn't talk about, the, all back to that, that straw bale, um, I did really, I ended up plastering all the inside with lime and it looks as, as beautiful. In your, in, the, in, in my your tiny, tiny house. house. Yeah, so it, it's right. got um, natural timber everywhere, carved mm. and then lime plaster. It's actually really beautiful. Yeah. Uh, but it's very difficult to move. Right. So, so, so it was lime plaster that instead of painting and yeah. So I put in carpet back to front. So instead of ah. like jib or anything, I just I got carpet with a carpet stretcher, stretched it on the walls. Yeah. Like wool carpet, and I plastered all the lime. And was the carpet just 
to give the light yeah, well, as a key to, or something to key onto. But you could right. totally do it onto ply. Or, and does that yeah. make it is that flexible, or is it the does the plaster set? It, it sets, but it's too semi-flexible. If right. you um, you don't yeah. It, you wouldn't want to lean up. Against well, it. yeah, you wouldn't want to tow it around the place. Right, right, <laughs> right, right. Um, and so, what's having built one now? Mm-hmm. You have you fallen in love with the concept of of tiny houses? Yes. Yeah, I, I really have. And it, so I've got. I've been really lucky. I've just met so many people throughout the community, and mm. and just the the ideals are really really nice. You know, yeah. That, that, you know, it's it's the the quality, not quantity. Yeah. And uh, you know, really putting more effort in. Yeah. And then like much nicer. And then the other thing was just like it makes um, if you start talking about numbers and dollar ratios, like just makes a lot of sense for a lot of uh, for for quite a few people. Yeah. Mm. Where how broad is that? Is that realistically that audience? Do you think because. Some people see tiny houses as a bit of a fad or a bit of a, a niche. Yeah. What What is their real potential for? I don't know to call it mainstream, but but people who are maybe got a young family and they're just yeah. wanting to get some property I'm, somewhere. I'm going to get a better grief from from a lot of my friends in tiny houses, um, but I, I I still think it's in a, a large minority, like a mm. very small. Uh, sorry, not a large. Um, a, a minority, maybe twenty right. percent. Um, like would be the maximum of the population that would really suit tiny houses. Yeah. Probably far less. That's than still that. quite high. That's yeah. That, I, I mean, I quite like my tiny house. Right. Um, but you. So you're you're talking about like young families and stuff like that. Mm. There's there's certainly a lot of people with families that live in tiny houses. Yeah. But I wouldn't be one of them. Um, they just you a common trend you'll find amongst all of them is they have like a closing door that like shuts, like then you can be like sound barrier between you and your your children. <laughs> Right. So the uh, if I had if I had children, I'd be far more inclined to like a tiny house per kid. Uh, <laughs> right. Get them out of the house. Right. So not a family tiny house, but yeah, uh, just, just one one. Yeah. Well, that you know that whole sound and stuff like that. Mm. And uh, and it it wouldn't be that bad, in I suppose, in the sense that you use it outside a lot. Right. Mm. So you think it is more suited to. Younger people without younger people or uh, older people, a couple or older, or older people, yeah, people yeah, right. when the, the kids moved out. Um, I don't know how well it would work. I think you'd need to have a special kind of relationship with your family, <laughs> yeah, to be able to to live in a tiny house with them. But I I admire anyone that can. Yeah, they're, they're better people than me. Yeah. Well, I've also heard other people say um, that having you know, we kind of joke about a tiny house for each child, but. The the realistic way of doing that would be a modular type of arrangement mm. where you where you have one that you start with and then you add on another yeah. bedroom and they're, they're joined yeah. together essentially two tiny units if you like. I could totally a imagine house. Is I that, could totally imagine that in the future. Right. And I know something is um, you're talking about is it a fad and, uh, and such. I could imagine the future where the so at the moment tiny houses are all going under the same classifications as caravans. And such, like light light trailers. Does it's that like mean they have to have? Is that more? The yeah, they follow. They had to follow a bunch of rules and stuff like that, all to do with light trailers and things like that. But yep. if if there was a legal distinction and we started clarifying, this is a tiny house. I think there'd be far less people who would have it on trailers. 
and yeah. more people who just pick it up and move it. Yeah. So you don't. Um, so I could imagine things changing with time. So I'm. I totally think tiny houses would stay as a thing. Yeah. But maybe how they would look might change with time. Where do you sit on the the transportable spectrum in terms of because people use the term transportable. Yeah. Um, but not necessarily. That's not a vehicle. Transport doesn't mean a vehicle. And it also doesn't mean temporary either, does no. it? Because it might mean that you transport it once to site, yeah. but then it's it's essentially a permanent building. Yeah, I mean, the, the councils, so the, the view varies from council to council, but they're very clear on vehicle. Right. So if you're not a vehicle, you're, you need to get consent. Yeah. Um, regardless but, of the size? Well, yeah, regardless. Well, uh, if you're 10 square meter buildings, you're bu if you're 10 square meters or less in um, internal space, connected to an existing dwelling, like not physically connected, but it's um, ancillary too. Yep. You, um, and it doesn't have any water or anything like that. Uh, depending on your council rules, you're fine. Right. Um, it, it changes. Um, Christchurch at six square meters. Um, you could do that, but the. But that's really really tiny. Yeah, it's really, really tiny. Yeah, yeah. And that's not a house, is it? If it's if it doesn't no, have water, it doesn't, it doesn't have cooking facilities right. or a toilet. I wouldn't call that a house. It's a sleep yeah. out. Sleep out. Nice sleep out. <laughs> yeah. Really cool. Yeah. But yeah. But you're talking about a fully functional house. Yeah, with fully functional with everything. Kitchen. Independent. Yeah. yeah. And so for that, as far as you're aware, in all regions in New Zealand, you need some sort of consent regarding No, no, you don't need consent. Um you, but you need to follow all of the rules right. that apply to vehicles, and um, you need to follow all the building code. So you're right. not. It doesn't. You, you don't need to get building consent, but you do need to follow all the rules. At what point so, do you need building consent? Um, when you're, or when you're permanent structure, like if 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 it's on if it's got wheels and you can tow it around and and it's like definitely especially if you've got um, current Wolf and Regio. Um, you definitely you're fine, um, right? But the moment you're like fixed in one place permanently, you take the wheels off. That definitely needs consent, right? But yeah. at that point, I guess you're weighing up the cost of warrant rego mm. versus yeah. consent. That's right. Yeah, and and you know what does it make? I mean, it doesn't really make sense to 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 have it wheels on it just so that you can not have a consent if you're mm. then going to have to get it. Warranted, because then yeah. you're making a whole bunch of compromises in terms of the living, living space as well, aren't you? Yeah, oh, you would be. So if you were if you were building a, a transportable building that you could get consent, mm. um, maybe. But they, if you think about it, you know, the consent process, it really is sort of tied to that land. Yeah. And so if you had to every single time you move it, pay another ten thousand, six thousand dollars for consent, that does not suit tiny houses at all. Right. In any form, because right. it. Pain each time you move it, yeah, which yeah. is not right, yeah. not ideal. No. So what what um what are you doing now? You you've taken that mm -hmm. you've, a lot of learning from yeah. yourself. You are you you're qualified now? Uh, so uh -huh. that's uh, that's a funny story. Um, <laughs> the I came self-employed before I finished my apprenticeship, and it all went on hold. Um, so it's been a few years of like just only. Like so much, like very little to finish. Right, but right. just have to take the time to go back. You've been distracted by. I've been distracted. Oh, there's too many distractions. Tiny houses. Tiny houses. Yeah, um, right. But I, I, I do need to do that. But now you're wanting to spread the word about those and, and mm. helping others um, yeah. learn. So, tell us about the what you've been doing recently with the workshops. Yeah. So we um, 
this was the beginning of this year we had the, the third um, New Zealand tiny house workshop like um, that we'd, we'd organised and so I was I was building the last two and then I organised the last one right um, and there's, there's I suppose there's been a few others but who's, who's we there is um, organisation oh, no not an organisation more like a group of people right so there's there's um, there's a whole group of us all like but came keen together into, keen, yeah all keen and tiny houses all and created um, the New Zealand what? tiny house no I wouldn't I wouldn't call it so much that we just we organised the, the, we organised the first workshop Mm-hmm. And then we're just every year we've been doing another right. workshop. So there's maybe I've seen I've seen a couple pop up other places, yep. but just every year, beginning of the year, we've just done another workshop. Right, it's been awesome. So we've done one in Tauranga, one in Waikiki Island, and one in Hamilton. Nice. Yeah, no, it's been a lot of fun. So I've done a lot of my a lot of my time has been organising the workshops. That, mm-hmm. So um, theory workshop, people come, we've got speakers teaching them. Um, yep. as much as we can and then hands on so people have gone we've built a whole tiny house in a period of a week or two as part of that as part of that well, right. well there's two different ones there's the theory and the hands on mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. um, but we do both, both near the beginning of the year yep. and that's what I've been awesome uh, yeah. massive like positive feedback and then a, a lot of my other time has just been going around supporting other people um, helping them with their tiny houses Right. so like building and stuff like that what, what you're seeing is that there's a there's a lot of need. There's there's a lot of people who want to build themselves because that's a yep. huge benefit of tiny houses. You get to design it yourself and and build it for you. Yep. Um, and so there's a lot of need for a lot of, lot of owner builders to some support, but not built built for them. Yeah. So I've been spending quite a bit. And of that's, time. that's part of the attraction, I guess, is it? That yeah. People want to get get well, involved. Learn the and skills and stuff like that. It's it's awesome. I mean, yep. like I'm really supportive of the whole idea because then you. If there's anything wrong with your house, you know the whole house from yeah, beginning yeah. to its end. Yeah. And a tiny house is about as large a project as you can kind of start and finish in a convenient time. Yeah, as, I mean, as there, there's, builder. there's not anything, too many building workshops you can go to and go from start to finish and actually have a finished product at the end of it. Yeah. That's yeah, right. within five days. Wow. It looks good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> looks good after five days. Yeah. There's still yeah. heaps of more, more effort that needs to go yeah. into it. But you get to learn a bit of everything. Yeah. It's just been really good. Um, and and where to from here? What, where do you see tiny houses going in New Zealand and, and what do you want to, to do as part of that? Mm. Yeah, tiny houses as part of New Zealand. I, don't, I, just, I just think it will continue to grow. Mm-hmm. Um, like I said, uh, maybe the it would be nice to have some more, more rules and structure around it. It's sort of the the grey zone at the moment of like mm. Wild West. Yeah. So it's um, the there's certainly my experience of the um, owner builders has been really good. They they tend to really care about their quality and they're, they're trying as hard as they can. Yep. Um, it's just there's a few like like all things there's a few bad eggs they're just yeah. like trying to build as cheap and fast as they can right. and just sell them yeah so, so th- let's talk about the quality because you mentioned mm. quality in, instead of quantity and that's mm. part of the ethos of tiny houses is building small but yeah. very high quality so you've, yeah. you've pressure tested yeah I've pressure tested all which is not houses. easy yeah <laughs> they've, they've struggled every time blower doors are designed for 100 yeah. square metre houses yeah or, or, or more yeah and you're sticking your big fan yeah. relatively big on a 
That's right. What a forty so, less than forty square meter. Yeah, well, 20, uh, 20, 20 square or twenty square yeah, meters yeah, yeah. or less. Yeah, which makes it very very hard to actually. That's use. right. It was very funny. <laughs> so the my first tiny house that when he did the blow door test, he got. Uh, there's meant to be a 50 pascal, you know this. Yeah. There's 50 pascal difference between the inside and yep. the outside. Um, it got to 150 pascal difference before he could shut the machine off. Right. Because of the... That was um, the lowest you could... Well, no, so he, he, managed to, he managed to get it a smaller one. Right. Jerry rigged in. And, yeah, yeah. And we, we got a reading. Right. Um, but the, it, was, it was very funny. And then the, uh, the second one, they, they struggled to get a reading and, and Richard said, he'll, next time he's down, he'll... He'll give another go at it. Which is, I get it. Is, is interesting because on my house, which is yeah. a 1950s weatherboard tile roof, mm -hmm. uh, 218 square meter, yeah. to well, one and a half story, mm -hmm. I also couldn't get a reading. <laughs> the other for, way. But for the other reason, <laughs> couldn't just get it yeah. airtight enough. But this is right. before I replaced the downlights yeah, and, yeah. and sealed up. That's hilarious. It just it oh, wouldn't awesome. pressurize enough yeah. to get ready, and and you're at the other end of the spectrum is it's so, so airtight that you can't. You yeah. Know, the the uh, yeah. device isn't. Well, set it's just up not enough it. air volume. Um, so something you see, this is a recommendation I have to everyone who's building a tiny house, regardless of what kind of tiny house. Yeah. Um, even if you're not interested in air tightness and all these things, mm -hmm. you really need some form of mechanical ventilation. Yes. Because you're you've you've only got so much volume. Yeah. And you you still have the same moisture load as a as a small house. Yeah, because you've got all of the mm. bits that create the most moisture. Bathroom, kitchen, yeah, people breathing, but in a small the whole space. thing. And so, you really should have, like, windows, aren't quite enough, and people don't use them enough. That's the problem. Like I, so they window, say that windows aren't them. enough to get the passive. Yeah, ventilation. the passive ventilation. Yep. They they tend to not have enough. Yeah, you, you need. Like one high window is not enough. You really need multiple. Yeah. Um, just from my experience yep. with tiny houses. Yeah. And so you could go all out. I suppose you could go all out on passive ventilation, like make ducts and stuff. But the, I just uh, believe in just having some form of mechanical ventilation. And if you're doing that, you may as well do heat recovery because you're, you're already spending the money so on what have you what have you found that's been worthwhile? In, uh, worthwhile? Yeah, because you wouldn't get a full... Um, ducted nah. recovery ventilation. Oh, yeah, so, um, well, Lunos does, um, Lunos does some really small. The just little through wall. Yeah, little through wall ones. Yep. Perfect. Yep. That's all you need. Right. And um, just one of those, or do you need a couple of depends on Depends on where you sit. Um, right. So you could be all the way from just a small ego, which mm -hmm. is designed for 20 square, meter, 20 square meters, so they're right. usually just used in bathrooms. They work absolutely fine. Um, they're not great in terms of it's too much if you're using it to remove. You can't use it as like an extractor fan for your kitchen. Right. It's asking a little bit too much of it. Right. But it, it still does a superb job for a whole tiny house. And then if you're going up, upper size, you know, E2s. Yeah. Um, or in my next one, I've got a E next, like all the way up. But the, right. And do they supply as well as extract those? those yeah. Units? Yeah. They're all that. Yes. Yes, right. they do. Right. Yeah. So they they bring air in and push air out, and they transfer the heat into. Yeah, yep. coming in, you know. Yep. I'll, I'll put it. We'll put a link so people can see yeah, those. Yeah, they're they, really they, good for tiny houses. But that's interesting. You, you think and that it's worthwhile recovering some of that heat as well as just extracting or, or bringing fresh air in. Mm. How how comfortable has yours been? What's been the experience of, of living oh, in it? Glorious. <laughs> yeah. Glorious. So um, 
uh, I just like warm houses. So the I've got a heater that turns on when it gets below a certain temperature. Mm. So um, and so my electrical bill wasn't wasn't that large. Like it was, it was too was too yeah. close, like really small. Yeah. And I would just wake up to a warm house. It's you know yeah, yeah. it's like eighteen degrees or something. Yeah. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah. This is glorious, and it's like yeah. you know zero degrees outside. This is yeah. glorious because because the you've got just because you've got so much less volume. Yep. It's just way easier to heat it. Yep. Especially if you still insulate it. And well, you've done the air tightness. I've done the air tightness. Yeah. I, I don't know. It's interesting. I don't know if it's necessary to go all the way because mm-hmm. you're. It's only more cost on your bill, but it. I definitely see the benefit. Yeah, you know, air tightness. I see the benefit. Yeah. Um, I just don't know. I'm curious at what's the optimum in terms of insulation level, because the return cuts off faster. Because you've got when you've got a body in there, you've basically got a hundred watt heater mm. constantly. Mm. The volume is so small, a hundred watt heater is not insignificant. Yeah. Um, so. Yeah. <laughs> which, which brings us to summertime. How, how was it in summer? Yeah, you know, that, that was my biggest problem. So I've never had a problem with heating it. I've always uh, my biggest problem was cooling. Mm-hmm. So um, the, after my first summer in the tiny house, I actually had to build um, like eaves that covered right. the windows. Right. Like, um, so that in the peak of the summer. The, the sun wouldn't enter the house so much because yeah. it, it, it got very hot in the peak of summer at my house. So I've got a, um, oh, what's it called? I'm sorry. The, it's an indoor sensor. Your, you, let's see, they're a sponsor for your podcast. I'm sorry. Oh, uh, Yoohoo? Yoohoo, yeah. So yeah, I've yeah. got a Yoohoo sensor. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Um, yes. <laughs> and they, so I, I could see the track of my house and, and its yeah. temperature and its yeah. humidity and stuff yeah. like that. And in the peak of the summer, at the hottest point, it got to 37 degrees, wow. which is way too hot. I wasn't yeah. home. I just had everything closed up right, with the, right. the doors. Yeah. So I, um, after that is that point, I was like, I really yeah. need to make it cover. Yeah. So that's one of the mistakes I made is, it's like reading one book on passive solar, but not two, is you go, oh, lots of windows on the north side. Yeah. And you don't you don't think about other oh, repercussions. Yeah, yeah. So in the, for instance, in the next one, the next tiny house, there's actually total windows is less, and uh, it's more thoughtful in the location of them. Right. I just had right. lots on the north side. Yeah. Which just meant it overheated in the afternoon. Right. Rather than get more in the morning and then yeah. less in the evening. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I think there's a yeah better way yeah. to do and it. And I guess you don't get enough. Cool, fresh air in from those vent, those little ventilation. Yeah, it wasn't. It wasn't. um, I had it on a low setting. Yeah, Um, you can you can hit a button and and do it. I just wasn't home. If I was home, I would have opened the windows and stuff like that. It'll be interesting to see how much you can optimize that for for summertime as well with a bit of external shading and ventilation. I imagine you could get it quite good. But uh, yeah, total cost though was still really low. And. so what's um, mm-hmm. what you mentioned before about people wanting to do stuff themselves? I'm a big fan of people not having to reinvent the wheel. Mm-hmm. Um, are there places that people can go to find information about mm-hmm. how, where to get started or what what has worked, or even are there are there base designs that people can use? Are there are there what resources are out there for mm-hmm. people that want to get point. into it? I think there should be. <clears throat> And there isn't for New Zealand, right? So if you go on the internet, the first thing you find is American. The second thing you yeah. find is American. And yeah. that 
They are lovely. They're beautiful houses. Yeah. But they, what I don't take into account is we have a quite um, where we go on the light trainers, so that's three and mm-hmm. a half tons. US doesn't have that restriction. So a lot of their houses, even their small ones, could easily be you know five tons, six right. tons without right. batting an eyelid, where we're like far stronger on that. Yep. And so you find it very hard to build really large ones right. for that weight. Yeah. Um, and so, mm, like, yeah, it's a good point. How to not reinvent the wheel? I think, I think that needs to be done. Find make, put more resources on the internet for New Zealand. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's with, with that local products. Local, yeah, with local products. Local, local regulations. Local regulations. Even things like that. Yeah. If you, yeah. If you set about designing a five-ton. Right. Yeah. Well, I think I'll put on, on my website. I've got. Um, could we do a big cost on the legal stuff mm-hmm. so I might try to put all the legal stuff on but there's, yeah. there's still a lot a lot of information just to do with the building and I imagine that'd be similar for Australia as well mm. what, so, so what is your website if people want to um, find out more uh, everhomes.co.nz so www.everhomes e-v-e-r-h-o-m-e-s yep. cool. we'll, yeah. uh, we'll certainly link to that and uh, oh, people, thank you people can find out more yeah, and yeah you can find the uh, um, future workshops as they're coming yeah yeah that's what I was going to say you got got some planning to to carry on with those and, mm. and, and yeah yeah we'll keep on keep on doing it there's a, there's always there's a lot of talent in new zealand yeah some really cool builders and knowledge yep around so it's and, awesome there's a, to, and there's such a big need as well yeah. for some creative thinking around That's i right. know you were talking to the team here about um just housing affordability in general yeah. and the potential for tiny houses to be part of that solution yeah. even if it's for yeah. some part of the people yeah. who are needing housing, then mm. it, it could be a good option. That's, that's so, one thing, yeah. Well, it's uh, certainly one of the easiest to point to say it's cheaper. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah definitely, definitely. Awesome. Mm. Hey, well, thank you. Thank no you for worries. your time. Good, thank uh, you so good much. work. That's all right. No, it's fun. Lovely to, to finally, finally get, get a chance to yeah, yeah, get a chance to talk. Awesome. No, it's awesome. And that was Everett Norris of Ever Homes, and I'll put links to his uh, his page, which you can find everhomes.co.nz. And we'll keep you posted on upcoming workshops that um, Everett will be running, either in uh, Auckland or down in uh, Hamilton or wherever there is uh, a demand. Hope you enjoyed another episode of Homestyle Green. I'd love to get your feedback. You can contact me at matthew at homestylegreen.com. You can find me on Facebook, also on Twitter. Uh, I've also got an Instagram account too. Uh, links to those are on the website. And uh, it'd be great if you could share this um, this podcast with others if you find it useful. And send me some ideas about people that you'd like to hear from uh, around sustainability, better homes, anything that you think might be helpful. Thank you very much for listening in. Go make a better place to live. I'm still figuring out where ever homes, where tiny houses fit in the big scheme of things. <laughs> big scheme of things. See what I did there?